Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Bibliostapes and Discussion. Today, I've got the great pleasure of being joined by photographer Julian Cavalry. Good morning, Julian. Hi, Ewan. Good to be here. Yes, thank you very much for taking your time to chat to me on Saturday morning. It's taken a, a bit of time for us to get here, but we have we have eventually managed to find the time to discuss, uh, discuss your work in your books. Yeah, I think two and a half years we've been talking about this, haven't we? Yep, that's it. We, we got there eventually. Good things come to those who wait, as they say. But yeah. obviously we're here to discuss your most recent book, North Northwest, as well as the likes of iPhone only, which I know a lot of people will have. But before we get into talking about that, Julian, it'd be great if you could give everyone an introduction to your photographic background and journey. Yeah, well, I mean, essentially I'm a, a commercial photographer uh, working very much in the advertising industry um and i have a, like a side passion or a passion for landscape photography um that has very much formed i suppose the latter part of my career yeah um you know i come from a studio background i set my studio up in 1988 i think um and that built and um basically i was shooting all sorts of stuff but it was very much studio based um with you know occasional location work um, and then I decided to spend a bit more time trying to shoot something personal that gave me some sort of personal satisfaction and also got me away from the busy, hectic life of, you know, commercial photography, um, which can be quite stressful at times. <laughs> I, I mean, I enjoyed the stress of it. Yep. Um, but I, def I definitely felt the need to find something a bit more relaxing. Um, and I ended up... Um, well, I started doing landscape photography. Um, I did a few commercial uh, landscape shoots, and I very much enjoyed those. And they led on to me wanting to try more landscape work on my own. Yep. Um, and I had quite a few discussions with a friend of mine, Darren Reese, who's a successful commercial photographer. And he used to do a lot of personal work in Scotland. Right. And um, that reminded me very much of all the holiday trips I did when I was a kid. Cool. So my um, my uncle was a Scot, and so we used to go to Scotland every summer. Yep. Uh, we used to spend a couple of days in Kilmarnock, and then we'd head <laughs> further north into the Loch Lomond areas. Yep. And we'd camp, and we did that for years. And I suppose without realising it, the Highlands sort of got under my skin. Yeah. And, I, you know, I really – I didn't realise it at the time, but I was really enjoying it. I mean, in, later on, um, I sort of into my teenage years, you know, my mates were doing all sorts of other things and I was still going camping in Scotland. Right. And so that sort of stopped after a while. And then, um, but yeah, it stayed with me. So I started doing personal landscape work and then I started exploring Scotland on my own and um, heading back up to some of the spots that I remember as a kid. Yeah. Um, and I suppose in my mind, I just had this sort of a brief to myself to try and capture the, I suppose the um, the grandeur and the just the magnific magnificence of of Scotland. And I'll be honest, I found it incredibly hard to start with. Yeah. Um, well, we can we can talk about that in a bit, but I was very disappointed with the early work that I was doing up there. Um, yeah. And that will change when I started shooting in bad weather. So yeah. I mean that's something I talk about in my talks. Yes, absolutely. Um well, we've talked about sunsets and things like that in the past. Yeah. And um 
but yeah, I'm a big fan of bad weather and that's how that all sort of changed really. So I started building this body of, of work. And again, it wasn't really a conscious decision. I just started making two or three, sometimes four trips a year up to Scotland. Cool. Yeah. Um, I did that over 11 years, I think. And um, this, the personal work started making its way into my portfolio, into the advertising portfolio. Yeah. And um which is a very important thing. So, you know, when, you, when you're a commercial photographer, your personal work is just as important as your commercial work because art directors like to see what makes you tick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, they want to know where your passion lies and that sort of thing. And so a lot of that work, some of it quite moody, was making its way into my portfolio. And, um, you know, I started getting work as a result of that. And it even ended up with me getting an agent in the states cool. they were drawn in by the the landscape work yeah. um and then the books came after that and yeah so it's a sort of a it was a, a very unplanned journey really yeah very unplanned but absolutely fascinating at the same time and i know we've we've talked about in depth in in the past as well um just how how atmospheric and how beautifully atmospheric your your photography is particularly your your landscape stuff up in scotland which as you see it, it's very much bad weather photography there's there's not the there's not a beautiful sunrise or sunset but it <laughs> no. but it but it's so it's so representative of scotland and i think it's very representative of you yourself as well and as you say it, yeah. it demonstrates really clearly what what makes you tick and, and where your interests where your interest and what where your passions lie as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, how can I put it? I think that the mood when I started photographing the weather more than the landscape, um, obviously the two are yep. together, they're they're one really. Um, I call it the penny drop moment. I was on the Isle of Skye and the I was up there for four or five days. It's a 13-hour drive for me to get there. So yeah. I'm sort of, once I get up there, I'm committed. <laughs> you know, I can't just sort of head home and come back the next day. Yeah. And um, it was a day, it was a few days when it was absolutely pouring with rain. And um, I had a had an umbrella with me. I had a Gore-Tex bag, stuff that I usually carry to protect from things like dust, actually. Yep. Um, and um, I went out and I made a picture that I was incredibly happy with and realised it was more about the, the weather conditions yeah. um, than anything else. And then I thought, that, well, that's, this is a great challenge. I'm going to see how bad I can, it can be <laughs> yeah. and for me to continue taking pictures. Um, so that became a little bit of a personal challenge. And it sort of developed into, a, I suppose, a style or an approach or a routine. Or Absolutely. A bit of, a bit of yeah. both of all of those things, really. Um so yeah, often when I'm out, I mean, if it's a clear blue sky, I'm sort of horrified by that. <laughs> and so many people go, "Oh my God, wasn't it a lovely day today?" And yeah. you know, did you get some good pictures? And um, you know, for me, that's the worst thing possible. Really, very different yeah. in the advertising world. Well, yeah. that that yeah, that that's it. It must it must be such a different contrast and experience. One from it just is, the weather yeah. conditions, but also to the environments you're operating in. I know in, in advertising there could be various art directors, lots of people on site to on yeah on location to make sure everything's really going according to whatever plan it is. But yeah, yeah. for you, for your personal work, it's about as you say, being wrapped up in all the Gore-Tex gear. Yeah. Open for as much rain as possible for the second that it stops and then there, yeah. there's and it's me on my own moment. as well which yeah. is you know 
I talk about this a bit, you know, there is there is literally a childhood excitement about being in these places on yeah. my own, especially in bad weather. That, that, you know, they're quite scary sometimes. Um, and, um, you know, when you're shooting an advertising campaign or project, you're with a huge team of people and you're often, you're looked after. Yes. You know, there's catering, <laughs> there's Winnebago, there's all of this stuff, you know, you're sort of mothered. And um, in contrast to that, the landscape work it's me on my own and i i absolutely love that yeah and it feels so good um yeah it's it's a, it's a different way of going out to shoot and as you say it's the childhood memories it's the emotional connection that that takes yeah. you back to to these locations or or new locations and just just the experience of being there and, yeah and being in being in the wild environment yeah and i and, and one thing you know it's interesting because I've just joined Vero and I'm starting to post sort of back catalogue of work. Yeah. And I looked at the grid and I'm thinking, hold on a minute, there's a lot It's basically rocks and water yeah. and a moody sky. That's pretty much what's going on here. But yeah. as, a, as a kid, I remember being absolutely fascinated and scared by water. Mm. Um, and if, it, for example, if it rained heavily overnight and there were little puddles in the garden, I'd run out into the garden and play with these little puddles Yes. And with my little soldiers and tanks and things like that, I just had had this absolute fascination with water. And if it was dark and scary looking, it, you know, the, even better. And so I do find myself drawn to water. Yeah. And obviously rivers, coastal stuff and in forest streams and so on. And the other thing I really enjoy in, in a picture is movement. And, yeah. of course, you get that with water. You get that with clouds. Absolutely. Um, yeah. That sort of thing. I mean, I never intentionally, um, I never use a then, you know, like a, what they call a big stopper. Yes. Yep. Yep. I tend to shoot at ISO 32 or 50. So naturally, you're yep. a second or half a yep. second or 15 or whatever. Um, so I never intentionally blur the water, but when it yep. happens naturally, I quite like that. Yeah, as you say, just the just a little bit of blur in the water really gives the movement, particularly just in, particularly in the rivers and th and things like yeah. that as well. It's it just it just gives a bit of context and to 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 the location that it is, there there is actually movement in, in yeah. the conditions and and it gives visual flow through an image as well. Yeah, you know, I'm often asked about composition and you know what 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 what's my eye drawn to. And it's very, it's a very much a gut feel. I don't stand yeah. there, you know, really working everything out. Um, in fact, I'd say some of my compositions are, are, are can be a bit shoddy and even chaotic because it's more about the mood. Yes, and for me, how it feels to be standing there. Yeah. So um, if I if I'm excited, then I tend to take a picture. Yeah. Um, well, that's as you say, and you talk is a is a really valid point. It's it's composition but it's also but it, as you say it's the mood and it's the atmosphere of 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 what it is the the, the moment that you're there the the skies how the skies how the the yeah. conditions and the elements are interacting with each other yeah and it can sort of reach a crescendo yeah you know um it, it's a really it's an amazing process you know you can have some great days and obviously some disappointing days yeah it's a bit like fishing not that i fish but i mean it's i can imagine it's that You've got all this equipment, and but ultimately you're after this one moment, you know. That's it. Especially but, when you're somewhere like Harris, where the the weather and the, it blasts through at 100 miles an hour, and things can be there for two or three seconds, and then it's gone. Yeah. 
you know, can be quite panicky. <laughs> I know it's well, meant to be relaxing, but well, well, that's it. And I suppose you're you're the flip side. Most people are 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 getting ready for once it's passed through, whereas you're waiting for that split second while it's passing through that you you want to capture because, as yeah. you say, it's it's the it's it's a it's a beautiful body of work that really just kind of shows Scotland at its true natural state. Yeah. Um, in terms of we see far more bad weather than you do glorious, beautiful blue skies. Yeah. And I've been, you know, I do, I catch myself in the calm. If I see a sort of a squall or a sheet of rain, I'll literally try and go, I'll try and get <laughs> it. I'll, I'll drive towards it and try and find it. And, um, you know, it'd be a bit like a Benny Hill video. I'm sure if, if you yeah. recorded that and speeded it up. Yeah, yeah. The theme music would fit in perfectly. And are there, any, <laughs> are there particular areas you're really drawn to? And and does that come from your childhood or from um, or from your recent explorations? Um, well, I suppose I've always enjoyed going to the Isle of Harris. Um, I guess... other photographer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, initially I enjoyed it because there was no one there. And I think my first trip there was five days. And I, I literally saw, apart from the people in the hotel where I was staying, I, in the day when I was out on the, the coastal areas and the beaches, I literally saw two people. And yeah. that's an incredible feeling. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's become more and more popular. I've really enjoyed um, Sky because there's such a beautiful mix of, you know, the, it's crazy landscape. And, um, you know, the first few trips there, Again, it was much quieter. The part there was it was yeah. almost deserted at, at times. Um, it, it was just a very, I suppose, meditative meditative place to go. Yeah, because there was all of this incredible landscape. You're there on your own. Um, so yeah, I enjoy those areas. Um, I started going to the Noidart Peninsula. Oh right, yeah, and that's very that's magical. Again, it's very quiet. So there's something about, you know, the quietness of places. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's the peacefulness and, and just the tranquility of being, of being there by yourself, even yeah. even amongst whatever weather conditions that you're yeah. in. Just, I mean, just if the so weather's pretty shoddy, then generally there's less people out. Yeah. So if you go in the winter time, you know, obviously there's a lot less people. Get up early. That's the other tip. <laughs> but yeah. of course, we all know that one. Well, that that's it. But yeah, as you say, it's it's working in the environment and the the locations that that kind of appeal and and bring 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 the results. And and through your time of exploring now with now with your I suppose your approach style, the, the sort of the sort of shots you're looking for, you become quite accustomed and you become far better at judging where might be more interesting places to go to yeah. and I always for me it's always a challenge of not returning to the same location time and time again which yeah. you, you know that you can you know that you're always able to you'll maybe produce better work the the next time you go or conditions might be different but for yeah. me there's there's always a buzz and a thrill actually about going somewhere new stepping out of the car to yeah. a new location for the first time and thinking right where 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 do you where do, where do you begin and for me that that gives a that gives me a buzz and a thrill and enjoyment yeah. as no, well. Yeah, that, that is really exciting. And I found that recently when I went to um, uh, Noidart. Um, yep. But also, I love returning to old places. Yes, absolutely, I do enjoy that. And yeah. um, you know, certain places I've been back to so many times, like you, you almost become friends with the rocks. Yes, you know, you recognise <laughs> the marks on them, and you, it becomes so familiar. Yes, and it's more about what's going on. Yeah, and more about the weather and and how you know, the sea state or whatever. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I do get seduced and I do return to some old favourites. I know people call them honeypot locations. I mean, yeah. I'm not a fan of that expression. You know, yeah. if somewhere makes you feel good, if if it's if it's an incredible feeling being there, then there shouldn't be it. any guilt in that. Yeah, that, that's um, it. Everyone's got to photograph and capture the, the locations that they enjoy, that yeah. the, the scenes that, that, as you say, make them tick. And what yeah. ticks for one person is doesn't tick for the other. Yeah, and it, see, I, you know, I'm I'm what thirty minutes north of London. That's where I live at the moment. And so when I'm somewhere like Sky, the environment is so alien. <laughs> it's you know, it's it's wonderful, and I love it, and I want to stand there. I want to be there. Yeah. Um, and, you and then if off. I can make some pictures as well, then that's yeah. just a that's just a yeah. bonus, really. And you, and you switch off from your from the day to day life. That's the other thing. Yeah. You, you immediately are just totally focused on on yeah. the work that you're looking to capture and and what's what's in front of you and yeah where where you're going to go to next, what shot you're going to try and capture next, and yeah and how how it all fits together with the rest of your rest of your portfolio or other work that you're working on as well. Yeah, no, absolutely, it's a really exciting process. Um, you know, the past couple of years, obviously, there's been very little travel. Yeah. Um, I managed to get to Noidart in May, and that was that was great. Yeah. So, yeah, planning more of that. Yeah. So, obviously, you, you've been busy photographing the north northwest for many, many times. And then a couple of years ago, perfect timing, unfortunately, for you, 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 pub, yeah. you published your book, which I have to say um, is an absolutely beautiful, beautiful book. Beautiful Thank body you. of work as well. Um, Thank you. So, so wait, what, where about, where did the idea for the book come from, and and at what point did you think actually I want to put my work into print? Well, I mean, it's I never imagined doing a book really of that work. Um, the the iPhone only book happened first, and yep. that came about um, through showing those pictures to my friend Les Les Welch, who's a designer. Um, started off as a client, became a, a very good friend. Yep. Um, and then the person of the Scottish landscape work, sort of like I say, it sort of seeped into the portfolio. Uh, Les gave me a really lovely commission shooting for some crop growers in Norfolk. Okay. So cool. um, he became very familiar with my landscape work. Um, and after about 10, 11 years of shooting up there, then, you know, there was a fair amount of work. Yeah, and it was absolutely. never shot with anything in mind other than just enjoying the process. It was yes. never, right, I'm going to do a book. Yep. Um, so we talked about it and um, thought it would be a great idea. Um, I did speak to a couple of printers about doing it. And um, my, for me, it was like, well, this could be the only book I ever do. So I want it to be selfishly i would i'd like it to be exactly as you the way want, I want it to be yeah. and one i think one of the most important things was i wanted it to be landscape format yep um and because of the way presses are and you know binding and cutting and the way all of that works i believe at the time there wasn't anyone in the uk that could do that so i wanted it to be a3 and i wanted it to be landscape yep um because 95% of the work is shot landscape yeah um and I'll be honest, the main reason for that is I can't be bothered to turn the camera around. Yeah. It means taking the digital back off, and that's yeah. just too scary. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, it, I think a year went by, and then, and then Les introduced me to a guy called Fenton Smith, and he uh, runs a printing press in North London, and he had 
the facilities to do an A3 landscape book. Right. And um, we all got together and had a chat and showed Fenton my work. And he wanted to produce a showcase book for his printing press. Yep. Um, So the three of us decided we would make a book and we'd do it exactly how we wanted to do it. So it would be a bit of a showcase. Yes, it was absolutely. absolutely a collaboration. So it wasn't really me going, right, I want to do a book. Who can I get to do it? Yep. It sort of just it just um, manifested itself from this conversation. So it, it took two years from that conversation before the book was actually printed. So yep. um, well, a, a, <laughs> a small barn, yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we decided upon all sorts of things like the paper, the finish, how it would work. You know, I don't know. Do you want to talk about that in more detail? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it's all, it's it's such, for anyone who, who doesn't have the book, it's such a tactile, it's such a tactile thing. And, and yeah. the materials and the quality is, yeah. is, is such high quality. They really, really just emphasizes and brings out the best of the work. Yeah. And, you know, I, I spent quite a few meetings up, up at, um Fenton's place looking at materials feeling the cover of certain books yeah we were sort of ooing and ahhing every time we picked up yeah. a certain type of book and yeah. and so on and um and then of course the choice of paper and and the the printing process itself itself um it's called vivid color so I believe it's the closest you can get to Adobe RGB okay from a CMYK right. uh press um, I think there's a couple of extra colours thrown in. That's the right. secret recipe. Right. Um, so that was appealing. Yeah. Um, and then we looked at various finishes and perhaps we would do a, a book that was in a slip case. And then we decided we'd do, you know, a, a, another one that was in a, a box yeah, as well. Yeah, box, yeah. And again, these were, they were sort of exercises in just sort of printing and production excellence, yeah. really. We just wanted to produce something lovely. Yeah. Um, and in a in a way, we weren't thinking about the cost of the book. We just were thinking, right, let's make let's make these three things. Yes. And you know, the cost sort of became what they were. Yeah, yeah. Be, based based on the final decisions of, of well, what, yeah, the, the, what the product the materials, is. There's a lot yep. of hand finishing involved. The yeah. boxes and slip cases are handmade. Yeah. Um but it's all thing. but they're all but they're all beautiful. The embossing materials. on the cover. Yeah. That's it. And it's all, it's the attention to detail. Every small item, every small yeah, element yeah. has been considered, has been thought about, and, and it all reflects and it all adds to to, to the memory and the experience of, of, of the work. And it, it ties into to the, to the work as well in terms of even just all the colour choices and things like that all blend yeah. into to, to, to your photographs inside yeah. the book. Yeah, Les, you know, Les surprised me quite a few, that bright orange colour. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, and the logo itself as well, which I'll talk about in a bit. Yep. But, you know, I'd describe myself or the work rather as it's sort of classic landscape photography. Yep. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's contemporary. You know, it's um on the very rare occasion that I've entered it into the Association of Photographers Awards, my work has never really got anywhere. Yep. Because it's not contemporary, yeah. Um, you know, which is fine. It hurt the first time, <laughs> but I, you know, you I get, understand you, you the get, process. Yeah, I do get it. Um, so yeah, to have this bright colour and quite a modern design about the book, you know, it was they were all surprises. And because it was a collaboration, 
I had to let Les go with what he wanted. Yes. Um, you know, I had a few comments to make. But, yeah, the biggest, the scariest moment was the when he showed me the logo. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, I've got my, I've got definite ideas about this. Yeah. And um, <coughs> when he showed it to me, it was not what I was expecting. <laughs> I can imagine. At yeah. all. And, um, but I absolutely fell in love with it. Yeah. And um, with it, you know, it, the two second rule, which is something we talk about in the advertising world when we produce an image or an ad or whatever, it has to work immediately. If you're yeah. standing there trying to work it out and, if it has to, tr if, if you have to try too hard, but for me, it was immediate. I just loved it immediately, and that tiny little gap between the um, N, yes, the N and the W, yeah, it looks like a range of mountains, but it is N N W, yeah, yeah, that's very subtle, yeah, and, 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 uh, so and yeah, I just absolutely fell yeah. in love with it, and it's it's those subtle differences that do make the difference, as opposed to it just being as opposed to it being continuous it's not and it, there there is just that slight the, the smallest of gaps but it makes it very clear yeah yeah absolutely so yeah that i was over the moon with that and um yeah the whole thing really i mean it just the only downside is it, it just all took so long yeah and i suppose you don't fall out you don't fall out of love with the work but i, I guess i was staring at it for so long Yes, yeah. Um, Always hard. Yeah, and then a little bit of, um, you know, you get that fear. You know, are people going to like it? That sort of thing. Um, and and how did how did you approach the image selection inside? And and what what was what was your idea in terms of the the so the idea the was story inside. Um, the the one thing I said to Les, I definitely I said I definitely want some maps in there because I love maps. Yeah. Um, I really do. And um, old maps, new maps, OS maps, whatever, met those metal things you get in cities that you look down on. That, yes. You know, tell you I where you are. That. And uh, so I said, I wanted some maps. And I'm imagining these beautifully hand drawn, ancient looking things. And of course, Les came up with this modern grid with the orange dot, I think. Um, so, yeah. So we decided we were going to group them by location so that made it quite easy so I, I created these folders populated them with the work and then les made some choices i maybe kicked back on a few okay and added some others and but in the end what we actually did we printed out every single image and he came over to um my studio and we laid the whole thing out on the floor and stood on a couple of chairs and <laughs> had a look down yeah and had a look down on it and literally jumped up and down, shuffling things around. You yeah. know, it's, um, it's it's the easiest it's the easiest way to do it. You begin to see how everything looks. It's yeah. you can look at things on screens, but actually, when you look at all the images out, they don't even if they're only a five size or whatever size. Yeah, you begin to see where things jump out, where they don't feel correct, or yeah, and you can see the flow. Yeah, you you, you know whether see... it's the flow of color or subject matter. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, and, it, you know, again, I sort of trusted Les. There's a few pictures that didn't make it in there that I love. Hardest and part. Hard, hardest part is seeing goodbye, seeing goodbye to the really pictures. doing, you know, it's like editing your own portfolio. It's a nightmare. Yeah. That's why on my website there's so many images. I mean, I think there's something like a 1,000 images on my website. <laughs> you know, they always say put your top 30 on there or whatever it is. But if you go through every section, of, 
I just I find it very hard to, to yeah it is hard and it's a, yeah it's a real challenge and I suppose you've got the benefit of your working with someone else who can take a look and and doesn't have that connection doesn't know what your images are what what ones are actually particular meaningful to you or which ones you're yeah. you're happiest or most proud of or for for various reasons so th- there's a bit more ruthlessness there and a more of a a pragmatic approach in terms of well, what actually works well for the sequence and for the book. And yeah, that, that one might be your favorite image, but tonally it, it stands out different from yeah. every other image or subject matter. It jars in the eye. Yeah. And it might be a favorite image for an emotional reason. reason Correct. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah. And you know, it's very nice. The sort of the process of collaboration was great. You know, there was, there was a lot of trust involved. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's well, a nice ab- thing. Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's have is working with people who who know your style, know your approach, and know what makes you tick, so that they can reflect yeah. that. They can reflect that as well. Yeah, and it was a similar thing with the iPhone book. You know, again, I gave Les all of these images, and he did an edit that he felt was right. Yeah, I kicked back on a few things, but then um, ultimately it was his decision. And, um, you know, he I think he made the right decision. Yeah. Well, that, that's it. And, and, and I think it goes to show in terms of just the, the, the quality of the finished result. For me, that the flow of North Northwest, it's just beautiful. I think the way it's grouped by location, it, it's, yeah. the, it's the logical way to do it. Um, and I love I love the fact that there aren't any beautiful sunrises or sunsets in the shot. Because, yeah. because it, it just, it, it takes me back to my experiences of being in these locations when you literally just got the rain and all weather conditions blasting straight straight into yeah. you you can barely stand up but then when when it stops you're presented with just beautiful beautiful shots and the experiences of being there yeah yeah and i've got the images here actually just to remind me i think there's only one pretty sure that yeah you can't see the sun in any of the pictures yeah I think there's one where it's just about to pop above the the mountain. You managed um, to you managed to get the shot just before just before the sun appeared. I managed to crop out nearly all the blue sky, yeah. <laughs> but I, but I think also the scale of the book you you talk about it being A3 and I think that's really very important because it does bring across yeah just, just the grandness of of these locations that you're photographing. Yeah, and you know the choice of camera was um was very deliberate. You know, I wanted to shoot everything on a medium format digital back. Yeah. And um, I wanted to be able to produce really, really large prints. Yeah. Um, I had an exhibition, I can't remember, it was quite a few years ago. And I think one of the largest prints was five, was it five feet across, something like that. Um, And, you know, when you see a print that big of this sort of location and the level of detail you can achieve... You know, it's it's a lovely thing. Yeah, quite incredible. And also with that choice of camera, it's a very slow way of working, which again yes. it really appeals to me. So when I, you know, when I went digital back in, oh, I can't remember when it was. You know, I used to shoot five four okay. um, plate camera. Used to shoot a lot on the RZ six seven that we were talking about earlier. Yes. Yeah. You know, and these cameras are very slow to work with, and I love that process. You know, yeah. I like working on a tripod. Yes. Um, I like slow photography as it's often described. Um, and so, yeah, the, you know, the, the choice of camera has an effect on the work as well. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, as you say, when you're working particularly with film, in many instances, it really does slow. It slows you down. You're not going out with a trigger happy finger, just going click, 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 click. It's yeah. it's very composed, very time intensive, but it's a it's a lovely way to work. Get something set up, and then you can you can wait for a period of time. And quite often or not, you don't necessarily take the shot, and you move yeah. on. It doesn't. The, the conditions don't click for whatever reason. Um, yeah. And it must be a very different way of working compared for doing your, your North Northwest than it was doing your iPhone only book, which obviously all images are kind of shot on your phone, edited yeah. on your phone and a, a very different, different approach. Yeah. And it was, what's interesting is a lot of those pictures came about with me just standing there with the other camera. Right. Okay. <laughs> So, you know, I'm waiting for something and, yep. you know, I mean, the iPhone only thing, that was my friend Jack Lowe encouraged me to join Instagram yeah. back in the day when yeah. it was, uh, when it really was a community. And I, you know, being an old school photographer, the thought of taking a picture on my phone was horrifying. You know, it's like, oh my God, I can't imagine ever doing that. And then eventually I end up doing a book about it, you know. So that was, that was a strange thing really. But yeah, just having this, spontaneous little thing with you was um it was it was liberating really yeah well that that's it. it it demonstrates what you can do you don't need to have all the big gear to be able to to, to be able to take work and 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 make new work that's that's the other yeah absolutely appeal. and i remember using the phone in such a way i'd absolutely be religious about verticals and horizontals it was almost like i'm going to try and create a, a plate camera type yeah. of image but with my phone you know it became a little bit of a challenge and yeah. i'd always do the post-processing on the phone often in the restaurant or the bar depending on where i was staying <laughs> yeah that's it you know? so I, yeah but and I, the other thing I, I like the idea of having one lens as well yeah. because back then the iphone i don't think you could zoom with the lens or anything yep um and it was the first time i'd ever shot with the equivalent of a 35 millimeter lens all right okay. yep. format. yeah so i'd always either shot wider or um you know longer and um so that was interesting and and when i go out now with the alpha i although i have two lenses with me i only ever pretty much use one lens yep so the whole book was pretty much shot with one one lens yeah, it's amazing how liberating these things can actually be um, when you're shooting with somewhat restrictions and constraints such as equipment constraints because it does, it, it takes away decision matters from you yeah. and, and you're left with, well, this this is how I'm shooting, this is the lens I'm working with. So yeah. your your eyes begin to see what you what you, what what the lens will, will show for you. And I, I think- Absolutely. I, th I, think I love that. I love, I love the whole thing of using one lens. Um, you know, you sort of arrive at a lens that you're comfortable with. Yes. Because um, to me, I try, I like to try and create a picture that makes it feel like you're standing there. Yeah. So I don't go too wide. Um, I don't like it when the, you know, the edges of the frame are pulled. Yep. You know, if you've got a rock or a tree and it's pulled on a 16 mil yes. type yeah. of lens or wider or whatever, I'm not a fan of that. Um, you know, all my stuff's done on, I think, the equivalent of a 28 mil, I think. Okay something like that and um but to me they feel it doesn't it feels feels like the human eye. natural perspective yeah. if i do want to go wider then i just stitch 
Yeah, yeah. So it's the same focal length, but I just shoot a frame either side. Yeah, that's how I, that's how I like to work. And to me, it's just a nice thing having this one lens. And I can stand somewhere. I'm so used to that lens. I pretty much know where I've got to stand to include the elements that are interesting to me. Yeah. And I think also it makes you you move around as opposed to relying on. Absolutely. I think that's that's a big part as well. And I think, as you say, it, it changes people's approach to composition because you arrive at a location and you kind of know, right, I know what will work for 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 the for the equipment I'm using. I know I know what won't work and I know what yeah. is probably is probably going to be challenging. Yeah. And I'll spend a long time walking around with a rucksack still on my back. Yep. You know. And um and then, you know, get an idea of what I want to shoot. Yeah. But I'll spend a long time wandering around somewhere. Yeah. Saying that, so, you know, there's occasions when if you're chasing something, the yeah. pressure's on. That that that's it. Absolutely, you, you, you know, know there's, no, you, there's no set rules. <laughs> no, that that's it. Rules are there to be broken, as they say. And yeah. and do do other parts? Uh, I know, obviously, you've had a, a much of a love appeal with the northwest, north of Scotland. Are there other parts that you you maybe will look to build up a portfolio of work on, covering different areas? Um, well, I definitely want to go back to Noida, um, yep. just because it's it's a place I've never been, and there's other areas up up around that area. Yeah. Um that I'd like to explore. Um I just I'm drawn to the just the elements that you get yeah, yeah. up there. So, you know, I'm I'm gonna take more time to travel around. Um because I want to start now that North Northwest is sort of done. Yep. I just want to try and find some new stuff. It might be that I make the um the photographs a little bit more environmental. Okay. Because yeah. there's a lot of stuff yep. going on at the moment obviously yep and um so i'm thinking about that i'm not sure yet i'm not sure yet other parts of the world i'm keen to go to new zealand yep. um i love the olympic national park in yep. in um London. washington state oh, yeah i'm drawn to that place because of the mood again it's very wet and it's just something about the vibe of that place that really appeals to me yeah so i'd like to go back up there um and i think i'd like to start doing a few more sort of environmental and working portraits of people as mm-hmm. well so that's something that i'm going to look at doing yeah you know, i mean that we talked about this but the pandemic was has been brutal on our industry so yeah. i've almost had to take it's like a forced holiday not that it felt like a holiday yeah i can imagine two and a half years of you know thinking <laughs> so um <laughs> Yeah, no, there's a few, there's a few things bubbling away. Yeah, well, it's it's always interesting, and it's it's what I really enjoy is seeing how your your work, your personal work, has influenced your your commercial work, particularly when you bring out some of your your the advertisements shots which you share. I really yeah. enjoy seeing them, and it's it's the atmospheric locations that you I can just see I can see the connection to to your personal work, particularly some of your work from the Pharaohs was it yeah. with Land Rover or Range Rover? I think it yeah. was you were up there. And it's well, that's really... an interesting um, commission to talk about, actually, because the one of the reasons I got that um, job was because they wanted bad weather. They wanted it to look dramatic. Yep. And they wanted someone that was comfortable in working in that situation. Yeah. Um, and it, I tell you, it was bad weather. Yeah. Horizontal rain, tremendous wind. Yeah. It, it was crazy. And, um, yeah, it, 
I think because when people see that sort of work in your portfolio, they need to know that they're going to get a result. Yeah. You know, a large part of the advertising sort of commission world, I suppose, is is um, it's about trust because they're spending a lot of time and money. Um, commitment. On a project, yeah, and they need to know they're going to get a result. Um, so, but, and I, you know, I relish going out and not really knowing what's going to happen. It's part of the fun. It's thinking on your feet, problem solving. Yeah. And uh, I find that really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I think we all we all have those you all have those decisions to make. You maybe go out and you're thinking, right, where do I go? The conditions are what you want. And then it's the dreaded decision of right, do I go left or do I go right at this junction? Yeah. And if you go right, will I miss out on what's left and, and vice versa? Yeah. And it, it it's I suppose it's it's part of the peel and it's part of kind of like the 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 thrill and the and the challenge as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny on that on the Pharaohs project, the um literally the last shot we did, the sun came out. You <laughs> just see it creeping into the last frame. Yeah. Well that that's it. But again, Pharaoh's very similar weather conditions to Scotland, just yeah. the, the 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 exposure to the, the harsh Atlantic conditions coming. Yeah, out. it's amazing. I mean it's a obviously it's a very popular yeah. location, but yeah, it felt like a cross between, you know, Scotland and Iceland. I've yeah, never seen so many waterfalls. It's the waterfalls. It's also the wee small islands, which are basically just mountainous ridges that run. Yeah. It's like yeah. a five-mile five mile long island that you've got to go through a tunnel because it's it's just these incredible mountain ranges that uh, yeah that form them up. But but yeah, yeah. there's a lovely there's a lovely connection to Scotland as well, and lovely connection between your between your work and across across your work. And I, I would love to see. It'd be interesting to see. I suppose expanding the 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 subject of your Scotland work to maybe other similar northern locations, which I, th I think subject matter wise would would really work quite nicely. Yeah, well, I'm hoping now that you know once the COVID hangover <laughs> has changed, has finally gone. Um, I'm looking forward to to getting out there, and it's the right time of year, you know. Yeah, that well, that's a it's a it's a September perfect time. or yeah. end of September through to end of yeah. March. The, the sunny the sunny days are now well gone certainly up in Scotland and we're now into the weather conditions but it must be, I know you obviously run workshops as well so it must be an experience for people coming on a workshop with yourself where actually sunrise isn't the first and foremost point and actually the good chances are you'll be standing out in the rain yeah drive, driving wind and and I suppose it's it's the it's the experience of coming with with you for one your knowledge, but also I, I think very much for the style of photography that you shoot that I think yeah. is the appealing thing. Yeah, and you know some people are very much drawn to that drama. Yeah. Um, not everyone though. I remember no. at that exhibition I mentioned earlier, there was a, la a lady standing there, and I, I heard her say, "Oh my God, isn't the work depressing?" And I, you know, I took that as a compliment. Yeah, and it yeah. made me chuckle. But um, so yeah, if you're drawn to the drama. I think I, I did a workshop in the Olympic National Park and the reason I chose that location and the, the company I did it with let me choose anywhere in the States. Right. And straight away I knew where I wanted to do it. And it was all about the rain. It was all about shooting in the conditions, in, you know, conditions. So there were, we all had umbrellas, we had Gore-Tex bags um, and that was the whole point. And there's some really great pictures of everyone lined up on these stunning beaches in the rain. And um, 
<clears throat> and people came away with a lot of good stuff. But importantly, they came away with the fact that they could shoot in these conditions. And a lot of them were saying it didn't occur to me yeah. to even get the camera out. Yeah. You know, unless it's a nice day. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not rocket science, but I think a lot of people are seduced by nice weather and the whole sunrise sunset thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think it's part and parcel of, because so many of the photographs that everyone sees on social media fly past them a hundred miles an hour. It's all look at this lovely sunrise, look at this lovely sunsets and this beautiful colors, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas actually the, the atmospheric world of bad weather is, is just, yeah. just, just a stunning, stunningly yeah. beautiful in, in, in a very different way. Yeah. And I, I was on the Isle of Egg and I, the place where I was staying had um, Bruce Percy's book. Yeah. On the um, on the shelf. Yep. And um, I remember reading that, and I remember reading a section where he was he was getting quite down about the fact he wasn't achieving a lot, and he went out in some bad weather, and it was lovely to read that. Yeah. You know, yeah. to know that you're not going mad. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Bruce has been very kind about my work, and we we met at the um, Cumbria. Yeah, meeting of minds. Meeting it's... of minds. That was lovely. Yeah. And he kindly did the um, one of the forwards Forward. to my book. Yeah, and what's lovely because I, I admire Bruce's work and um, very much, and he he made the connection with the weather and the color palette and the yes. mood to his childhood. So yeah. to me, that was pretty much the ultimate compliment. Yeah, well, that's I know Bruce is from up in the north of Scotland as well. So yeah, there'll be a lot of connection for him in terms of knowing knowing that location and yeah and and the as you say the direct the direct correlation between one's childhood of being in Scotland when you're a wee youngster and yeah. it is absolutely lashing it down, rain everywhere, wind everywhere, but then it stops and you you see something beautiful. Yeah, and I loved his honesty about struggling, you know, with if things aren't falling into place with photography, yeah. it can be a struggle. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. And do you think you would ever publish another book? Obviously, you've done iPhone only, you've done this beautiful one-off or Beautiful yeah, no, I def definitely would. Yes. Um, I, I'm no idea what it would be about. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm under no illusions that it's hard work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, selling books and prints isn't easy. No. It's probably not what people think. You know, I know people look at the price of the North Northwest book, and I'm sure some people are shocked and have comments about it. But, you know, it is what it is. It costs a huge amount of money to make this book. Yeah, absolutely. It certainly wasn't done to make money. Yes. And, um, you know, it's it's a lot of work. So I would do another one, but I don't know how we'd approach it. Yeah. You know. Well, that, that's it. And the thing is, there's always, I think, it's the body of work will present itself to yeah. you. That, that That's the thing as opposed to saying, right, I'm going to do a book on this. There'll be a time that you'll have a body of work that yeah. you think, right, yeah, this, this then makes sense for 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 this work that I've got to I've got together and yeah, it might be, it, it might be an A it might be an A five size book because that might fit it could be a it could yeah. be a tiny small set of work it's certainly in Israeli press they've got their one picture book series which is generally fifteen or sixteen images and it's yeah. a, it's a small set but it's it's beautifully done and things work things work well that all balance off against each other yeah well I've done a big book and I've done a tiny book 
some, some maybe things, we'll go somewhere in the middle <laughs> some, somewhere in the middle that's it well I'm, I'm always interested to know what uh, what some of my guests favorite books are so i would love for you to share a selection or four or five of your favorite photo books from your own collection julie well, I've made, I've, yeah okay so I, I have actually made a list and it's six i hope you don't mind that's, no that's fine i'll let i'll let you off with six yeah it is as is as long as people don't present ten or eleven books, because then, no, no. then it gets then it gets expensive for people. <laughs> I mean, we're on Zoom, so you can see behind me. There's a table in the studio that's covered cool. in books. That's it. So yes. There's like a natural rotation yep. of books. Um, so I've taken it from that because it to me it's impossible to choose. Oh, absolutely. My yeah. favourite books. Yeah, it will always um, change because there's so on... many, and yeah. and a lot of what I get from books is depending on how I'm feeling and what I'm into at the time or yep. if I'm needing some inspiration or, or whatever. Mm. So I've just, I've picked five books um, from the table. Brilliant. The, the first one is um, The Dark Summer by Bob Carlos Clark. Right. Now, when I first got into photography, he was a huge inspiration. And one of the things I loved about his work was the fact that he did so much work in the dark room. Right. Okay. So I I wanted to be an illustrator originally and I went to art college and photography was a part of the course and it just so happens I ended up following the photography path. Um, but one of the reasons was seeing um, Bob Carlos Clark's work and just what you can do after you've made the exposure. And he just he had, just had this incredible eye and worked with dark tones and um, very subtle toning of black and white prints it just really appealed to me um, some of the subject matter is a bit questionable for some people i think okay but, you know i think for me at the time it was um something i very much enjoyed and got inspiration from um so that's the first book the second one is um beneath the roses by gregory crudson now his work I don't think now, but it was all shot on 10.8. Um, he had these elaborate setups. So in a way, they were like advertising, Six. almost like Hollywood productions. Right. You bring in huge amounts of lighting, uh, smoke <laughs> machines, fog machines, you name it. It's a fascinating <laughs> process. And he wouldn't even take the picture. He'd have somebody operate the camera. So right. he was a director, basically. Yeah. And I just found this whole process fascinating. And when you look at his work, it's they're so beautifully composed and lit and the colour palettes and everything. He uses, I think he uses real people as models, but they're bought in and they're posed right. and there's real story. Yeah. It's really interesting stuff. And again, big, big prints. He produces these amazing yeah, it's, prints. It's, it's like still life, big, huge, big still life sets, but on a grand live yeah. scale that you're basically setting up the whole scene. Yeah, and some of them are on location, some of them are in a studio. Yeah. These, you know, incredible room sets. Um, all a bit dark and melancholy, but you know, I quite like that as well. I, I absolutely, it's always yeah, it's always fascinating to see different ways and different people's approaches to 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 creating shots. Yeah. So, and then um, another one is uh, the Road to Seeing by Dan Winters. I'm a big fan of his work. He's very much a portrait photographer, um, okay. studio and location. But, and again, his portraits are very considered. Um, yeah. the, the the mini room sets he builds are, are beautiful. 
um, his color palette, his lighting. I, I just think he's a great photographer and really inspiring. His story is really interesting and and the words behind his pictures. So that's a great book. Yeah, um, cool. it's a big book, thick book. Thick, right. um, so that's that's lovely to dip in and out of. Yeah. Um, I love Todd Heido's A Road Divided. Yeah, lovely book. And again, it, to me, it's the mood is fantastic. And the fact he shot all these pictures while sat in a car, I just think is brilliant. And, yeah. you know, it's one of those things, it's like, I wish I thought of that. Yeah, that, that, but when, when someone's done it, then they're, that's, that's, that's the person, it. that's, they've done it. But yeah, and, I, and it's a huge big foldouts as well on, on, for some of his work as well. You yeah. can get, it's like big A3 books that can, some of the foldouts I think I've seen are, is basically like an A1 poster type yeah. size and it's, they're massive. The but mood yeah. and the simplicity. I just love that book's fantastic. And of course, he's embracing the weather. Yes. Yeah, you know, and the fact you can see it trickling down the windscreen of the car, I just, I just think it's genius. Well, that's it. It just it adds it adds just to the whole dimension and story of the story of the work as well as as opposed yeah. to just yeah, it's the road divided. But you're he's making it so blatantly obvious that yeah, it's all been shot from within the car as well. That's yeah, the, that's the other beauty about it. I think yeah. So yeah, I think that's a fantastic book. Um, Journey through the British Isles by Harry Corey Wright. I really like that book. Um, I remember seeing it getting some really slating reviews, um, mainly about the composition of the pictures. But I have to say, I, I really enjoyed how he composes his work. I've seen some really, really large prints of his work. Okay. And then I bought the book. So it was the other way around. I saw the large prints first. Yeah. And I just found myself standing there for ages, just immersing you know immersing myself in these beautiful prints yeah um and then you know i realized he'd shot them all on 10.8 he'd lugged this huge camera around with him everywhere yeah um and yeah i just really like the process i like just like i like looking at them there's no sort of deep that, meaning behind that, it that, all. that that that's it it's an enjoyment of actually just you, you like someone like you like the work and and that's yeah. what that's what can be just an enjoyable part there there doesn't always need to be a huge big fancy reason as to why you're appealed to them it's just yeah you're, the the human eye like likes likes the work and yeah the impact of these huge prints was was amazing yeah and um and then i went on to buy the but the book was almost like a i suppose it was a bit like a, a show catalog yes yeah you know um but, but, but yeah, yeah, again, I like the process a bit like Todd Heido. I like the process, you know, yeah. it, it fascinates me. Like Jack Lowe's work yeah. with the Lifeboat Boats. Station project. I love the process. Yeah. I mean, good grief, the way he has to work. I know. Yeah, in his ambulance. Staggering. Yeah. You know, he he comes away having shot three or four sheets of glass, <laughs> all that time invested. Yeah. It's just it's when he does a book. Oh, you, need, you need to get him on. Well, that's it. I, I'm I'm waiting for him to complete his project because at the end of the project, there there must be something about that that's put into print because it will be incredible once. It has to be a spectacular book. Yeah, you know, those those images need to be shown at exactly the size they They've they're scanned at. Yeah, you know, I've got uh, a few uh, of Jack's prints. Yeah, and they're, they're staggering. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, it, and it's interesting that a, a lot of the books are process-related, which very much correlates, I think, to 
I suppose your own personal process of of when you're out out in the wild photographing as well. So I think yeah, yeah it's it's we 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 all take inspiration from ideas of things that maybe we can relate to ourselves. Yeah, and it's interesting the whole process thing because in a way, in a way, it doesn't matter when you're looking at the yeah. final picture. But for some reason, to me, it's very important. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't explain it really. I, I'm not quite sure what it is. I've always enjoyed cameras. I like yeah. cameras. I like them. I like the fact that you can create something something with this little box. Yes. Um, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, it's hard to explain really. I can't articulate it very well. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the sneaky number six book, I think yep. we're up to six, are we? Yep. Yes. Is the last book I bought, and that's um, The Last Stand by Mark Wilson. Oh, yeah. Lovely book. Yeah. And um, that arrived, I think, two days ago. So, as I said on Twitter the other day, I'm a bit late to the party. Um, yeah, I think I think, I think think that one's in its, like, fourth print. Yeah, it's the, fourth, it's the fourth edition. Great. Um, but it's gorgeous, and it appeals to me. I don't think there's a single piece of sunlight in that book that's, so, you know, direct sunlight. Yeah. Um, I love the calmness. And the color palette and the the mood of all the work when when you consider it's recording something that's such a violent a violent yeah. past, I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, and I and I I love that there's a there's a real style and a real flow through it from all the different locations that he's been to as well. Yeah, that's, that's and his other. current book it yeah. just bolts perfectly on. It's it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So and that yeah, that's another one of those. I wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> things really because you know i love military history yeah yeah i love you know i'm into um just the cut co the color palettes everything about it is perfect yes yeah, so yeah, yeah it's one of those damn but, it, but, it's, that but, it's, but it's a huge big time commitment that's that's the thing it's it's and, staggering i mean yeah. i look at that book and i'm thinking how did you do this yeah the time and the money yeah, the you commitment, know, commitment behind behind doing it to return to all the locations. Word, you know, because yeah. it is a it's a massive commitment. Yeah, that's really it. interesting. So yeah, that's a lovely book. There's so many more. I mean, it's well, that, tough. That, that that's it. It's not it's not it's not supposed to be easy. And I I I, I fully appreciate that everyone's favorite books as such always changes depending on what mood you're in or yeah. maybe what you're working on or what you've been doing or what you want to take influence and inspiration from and things like that and i'm the same as well the the books that i would choose they, they vary from time to time but it's just a wonderful way to experience someone's someone's body of work a portfolio of work as opposed to flipping through on a website whereby it's maybe in a grid form or on social media and it's yeah. you, you can just sit down with it and just like kind of take your time and it but it's all the tactile elements as well which which make it in terms of paper choices and things like that that just yeah the, the, it's so important to to get in the the work to be presented in the correct way yeah and what are, you, what are your plans going forward are you just obviously back into the way of the commercial photography now and then also doing your personal work as well yeah i mean it's a bit of a i suppose it's a bit of a recovery thing you know i mentioned the covid hangover it's very yep. much like that you know there's been no commercial work pretty much for a couple of years it's been tough and yes. um but it's opening up again good um which is great and then i'm yeah i'm looking forward to getting out and doing personal work and i'm pretty certain i'll get in the car and head north yeah you know i miss it yeah i really yeah. miss it um but i probably won't go to harris i probably won't go to sky i will try somewhere new 
Yeah. And um, well, yeah, I'm not quite sure yet how I'll approach it. Yeah, I might pull back a bit and see, you know, a lot of these wonderful places we go, if you step back 50 feet, it's not so pretty. And I I quite like the idea of that as well. Showing yeah. showing the reality showing reality in terms yeah. of yeah, it's yeah, from, from this spot, yeah, this is what you see, but actually, yeah, take take yourself back a hundred yards and all of a sudden you're presented with an entirely different yeah, entirely different environment and Absolutely, and perhaps involving some people as well, or a yeah. person, or something. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm still I, trying I, to work it out. Yeah, I, I do. I do really like books which combine a bit of portrait and landscape. I think it can bring a real context. Yeah. To it, Nicholas's white book, Black Dot, was really good, which kind of um, all of his bothies and things like that. But it brought together people who are using them, and it, it gave a different, it gave a bit of context to kind of the subject matter and and the locations. Yeah. And um, I think it can be, an, I think it can be a really nice way of doing it. And Ragnar Axelsson's book, um, Faces of the Faces of the North, which he brings into account all the people who live in these remote parts of Iceland, etc. I think yeah. it just with with the beautiful landscape as well. I think it, I think it's just there's just something that's really quite appealing to it as opposed to yeah as opposed to just photographs to actually yeah some some context to it and some stories behind the the places that are being captured as well yeah well, i'm really part of that pharaoh's project um although it was a commercial project part yeah. of that story was um to do with the it was it revolved around a restaurant right. and all the people that bought the food to the restaurant yeah. Um, so whether it was a sheep farmer or yeah. a seaweed collector, yes, and cool. we shot portraits of them in their environment, and that was really enjoyable. Yeah, fascinating. So um, yeah, that's something that sort of stuck with me. Yeah, yeah, certainly, yeah. certainly plenty of ideas. So um, I look forward to seeing what you what you come up with in the future. But and I look forward to just following your work in general. I think it's yeah, absolutely, absolutely beautiful. My sort of like nice moody atmospheric as opposed to. Uh, bright, oversaturated, colourful skies. Yeah. Um, but on that note, Julian, I'd just like to thank you for your time this morning. It's, it's oh, really my been, pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure chat, 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 chatting with you and catching up with you as well, just to hear about uh, hear about your book, North Northwest, which uh, delighted to have delighted to have in the bookshelf. I think I've had it about two and a half years and I've still to select the print um, as part of it, but I yeah, will. Yeah, you must do that. <laughs> I, I will. I will get around to doing it at some point. I just I like to ponder over it, but uh, but no, yeah. it's, it's it's really been a pleasure chatting to you this morning, Julian, and thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, no, it's time. been a real joy, and thanks for being so patient because we. Oh, I'm sure we've talked about it for two and a half, three years. Yep, cer certainly it feels like that anyway. But no, yeah, it's been a pleasure, and good things come to those who wait. And yeah, just great to get some insight into into the book and and what makes you tick as well. So thank you very much. Yeah, pleasure. Absolute Cheers. pleasure.